Hey y'all, this is the East Coast Browncast, and today we are going to be talking about basketball and everything inside the basketball universe. I'm here with my friends. We got our bro, Kyle. We got our man's Narf. We got Shaman, and then we got Ari. My name is Isa, and today we're going to be giving you guys just a little rundown about what we're going to be talking about, but mainly we're going to be talking about the NBA. And for starters, I'm going to let my man Shaman take over, and we're going to be talking about the finals and a couple of other things. So, Shaman, tell me, what do you think about the Heat versus the Lakers? And how do you think this is going to affect LeBron's legacy? I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword, if you ask me. Like, because the Heat were a very good team that, like, you know, that didn't have an easy road on the way up. They had to go up against the number one team in the East. They also had to go up against the Celtics, a.k.a. the team I hate the most. Um, and Bruh. They also, <laughs> they also, like, you know, uh, had a few people injured, like, you know. So, in, this definitely has, like, you know, it's a thing that goes both ways for LeBron. Like, LeBron you know, uh, got his third ring, uh, got his fourth ring with three separate teams. Now, that's not an easy thing to do. But that being said, like, you know, having a partially injured team with, like, a majority of the star- starters, like, you know, kind of being out of, out of rhythm and not have that much chemistry considering they were in and out during the games of the finals where the pressure is the highest. I'm like, it could definitely go both no, ways. You, but no, I... no, no, you, you can't blame that on injury. Come on now. Because look at it this way. LeBron, he's at such an age and he's still working so hard to maintain his health. Like, that's part of being an athlete. And, you know, the Lakers, they were able to condition themselves to play at the highest levels. And injuries happen. You can't knock a team for winning based off of the opposite team having injuries uh, i never said that but like that for, for me i'm uh my point of view on it is uh certain people feel a certain type of way about it but uh i just i think this is good for lebron's legacy so uh what do you guys what do you think all right man i gotta i gotta beg to differ because in my opinion different now. i'm against Narf, yeah, i'm against you Narf, because i think this actually legacy in a negative way all right okay 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 hear me out not in a negative way but it doesn't do justice for his legacy because first of all i do think injuries did have a big part to play and not his team because his team stayed healthy but all right let's go back to the blazers that was an easy matchup for them and then guess who got hurt their best player damian Lillard got hurt i want to say it was like game four game five and then he just sat out the rest right and on top of that, who did they play next? The Rockets. Westbrook missed the first two games. And don't get me wrong, Westbrook is trash. But, oh. and we, we can argue about this. <laughs> that's, that's a bull. <laughs> <laughs> we can argue about Westbrook was playing with an injury. Dave and, uh, said it later on that Westbrook was injured. He wasn't at 100. Exactly. Yeah. Come on, bro. And, you give James Harden that handicap? Come on. Like, you got you to gotta give also, him. Russell, Russell Westbrook regularly is, is not the best player. You give him Russ Westbrook that is coming off an injury that hadn't played in a while, like that that's very that's very difficult to deal with. It's almost as bad as playing with way off Paul George, like come on. Well, no, you yeah. know what I mean? Westbrook in the season was amazing. Come on. He was pulling up triple doubles. He was actually playing better than James Harden and in a lot of the games. So you can't knock Westbrook for being a uh, all right, well, I'm just saying the stats show that Westbrook was really good for the Rockets in the beginning of the season before Okay, uh, but yeah, I honestly thought they were gonna take him. So, right, but you're talking so, stats, right? So regardless, regardless, right? What we're saying is that the Lakers had. Are we saying the Lakers had an easy route to the finals, or are we saying? I agree with that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
I think it was easy well, in my opinion. Well, obviously it's easy for the Lakers because LeBron James is so damn good and he has Anthony Davis, a top five player, yeah. making it even easier for him. So obviously he's going to make it look like a cakewalk just because the Lakers are such a great team and LeBron's such a great player. Like, yes, injuries played a part, but that's also testament to LeBron's greatness of him being, uh, being able to stay healthy. Yeah. And even AD got hurt so many of the games, and the and he like man the manned up and like went through with it still. You gotta give him a break, man, because like what LeBron hasn't had it easy over the past five years or so. He had to go up against the up and coming Warriors back when he lost uh, both Kevin Love in the first round against the Celtics. Uh, when yeah. he got my man the professional restrict uh, Kelly Olynyk going <laughs> after him, and uh, <laughs> and then we have what do you call it, Kyrie getting hurt at the end of game one. So he's had his fair share of injuries on his side, and then eventually, like you know, he had to put up with like you know, like you know, like you know, I don't know what you would call the 2018 Cavs and go up against the unstoppable the G League roster, bro. That's what I'm saying. And the then G the G Leaguers, LeBron and friends. Yeah, the whatever the Cavs G League like oh, like you know affiliate is, it's just they. He, he's had bad like you know he's had bad teams on his end like you know. Give him a break, dude. Like he's gone through uh, injuries and adversities on his side now. Like you can't hold it against him that he played against an injured team because that's not him. Like what the hell? What the hell did he do to make it happen? Like um, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And and even then, like I think it's kind of it's kind of messed up if we say that LeBron had it completely easy for the West because like let's say you know the Portland Trailblazers they got injured right and then we look at the Rockets their chemistry wasn't that good because Russ was injured right. But if, even if, like, you discount those two teams, right, you look at the Denver Nuggets, they were a team team, bro. They clapped True. the Clippers. They, they like, came back from 3-1 three, three, twice. That's a team. Right. That's a good team, right? But the right. Lakers still uh, made, like, light work of them, dude. So I don't think I'm going to I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. Okay. Um, so with the Blazers, like, if you, if you watch, like, all these, these analysts on TV and stuff, they – they always want to say that oh this is going to be a lot more difficult for the Lakers than it is the the Blazers their problem their problem wasn't their offense it was their defense their best option to guard LeBron was Gary Trent and I don't know off the top of my head how tall he is and how like size and everything but I'm pretty sure he gives up at least a couple inches and at least like 35 to 40 pounds to LeBron that's one they didn't have Trevor Ariza who was out of the bubble because he decided not to come to the bubble um so that was their best defensive option in the first place he was gone and after that, it was it was Gary Trent, who, like I said before, just didn't have the size. And then old Carmelo Anthony, who's like 70 years old now. Uh, in the second round, they had to oh, play God. against the, the uh, okay, if you, if you want to call 17 <laughs> points a game on 21 did, shots, good, did, okay. Did you see that last game? Did you see that last game, though? He was amazing, so I don't know. Yeah, they, they, they lost them five. They did lost they them five. And in the next round, the Rockets... I, I thought that if James Harden had been aggressive the whole series, they might have been able to push it to seven. I still had the Lakers winning that because they just didn't have, like, they didn't have anything for Anthony Davis. Like, their small ball, their po- pocket right, rocket, micro ball, all that, that wasn't going to work against Anthony Davis. That works against big men who, when you pressure them, they, can, they don't know how to give up the ball and they can't really shoot. But Anthony Davis basically turned into Kevin Durant in terms of shooting in the bubble, and it was ridiculous the mid-range shots the contested shots he was hitting it, it was it was insane and and then who they play they played the nuggets yeah the nuggets beat the clippers sure but it shouldn't have went to a game seven doc rivers got badly outcoached by mike malone continued to play mantras harrow who 
hopefully is not back on the team next year and is on Toronto some bad team putting up. Oh, dude, you don't want that. I'm telling you, you don't want that. That's <laughs> I'm telling you. And and in the finals, sure injuries and all that happen. Sure, and that's obviously not like LeBron or whoever. Nobody can control injuries, but it's still not. Still can't be understated Chip how Connors, good. Though. Goran Dragic was though. Goran Dragic until the Celtics series was probably the Miami Heat's best player in the playoffs. He was averaging 25 and 5 and then Bam kind of went crazy against the, the Celtics and then Bam got hurt as well. He was their best option against Davis and the rest of the games he kind of got into foul trouble. So that's just, that's just my opinion. Obviously, obviously LeBron can't control or whoever the Lakers can't control who they play. They just beat who's in front of them and they did that. Props to them. However, um, it, it was a pretty easy run to the finals. Mm-hmm. That's, but that's just and, my opinion. Yeah, let me let me circle back to my point because I think I came off I came across as a LeBron hater. What I was what I meant to say was the reason it doesn't do justice for his legacy is because this win, this championship, is probably the easiest one that he's ever had. So oh, agreed. I, we're talking about the other three uh, championships he won. Those were easy. Those are a lot harder than this one was. Okay, aside from injuries. He's probably, arguably, had one of the best teammates he's ever had, like, ever, um, in Anthony Davis. There's that. Um, they also played in an environment that was built for basketball. And you know that – all right, so just going back to his Instagram posts and stuff like that, you know that he lived probably the best bubble life. Um, like, he got star treatment, that's a fact. On top of that, there was no home court advantage. Um, not that it would affect the Lakers that much, but at the end of the day, everyone had an equal um, – like, everyone had equal ground. So, in my opinion, that's why this championship doesn't mean as much as all the other championships. Okay. So, next season, what do you guys think about next season? Uh, if Lakers, Do you think Lakers can win it next season? Or do you think oh, it's going to um, be easy once again? I mean, I think they can definitely repeat. When you have LeBron and Anthony Davis, as long as LeBron isn't so signs of declining, and he hasn't yet. I mean, they definitely have a chance, but it's going to be a lot tougher next year. You have the Warriors coming back. We don't know how KD is going to look coming off an Achilles tear, but if he's even 80, 80 to 85% of the player he used to be, he's still going to be an all-NBA level player. They, you have Kyrie on the uh, the Nets I, as well. The Nuggets are going to get better. I don't want to see The Mavericks are going to get better. Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. My bad. No, no you can. No, no, go ahead. I don't want to say like the Nets are going to be too amazing, man, because Kyrie has hey. like, that idea of like always like messing up a team. Bro. Hey. Like the Cavs, like, and you know he always had a problem with Braun, bro. Hey, don't just respect my Nets. See, I no, like I don't, I don't hate the Nets at all. I think they're a great organization with Kenny Atkinson and everything as head coach and everything. Never mind, never, never mind. When he was coach, I think it was a good team. But he, they only added firepower with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. But I think the thing is that you got you got to remember, like Kyrie has this history of like messing up teams, bro. And that's not the thing with that player. He only, ha- he only has one history. Oh, actually, no, the Celtics and the well, but the Cavs they won a championship with them, so I, I don't know. After they won the championship, he always had something to say, man. See, I, I, I get where you're coming from because he kind of did like with the whole thing in Boston, but that was kind of like the circumstances were so specific. Like he went out the first year before before the playoffs started and nobody expected the Celtics even though I'm pretty sure they they were the one seed that year if I'm correct nobody expected them to make it past the second round they ended up beating the Bucks and then they ended up who they play in the second round 
the was it the Wizards? I, I, I don't remember. And then they made it all the way to the conference finals in 2018 against the Cavs and, and pushed it to a game seven where LeBron had to go crazy. And Jeff Green had one of his best games ever. And but the thing, the thing is that, yep, go ahead. Like the thing with Sorry. the Nets right now, I feel like LeBron is much more of a a natural leader than Kevin Durant is, and I feel like Kevin Durant would be more willing to take to follow Kyrie's lead than LeBron ever was. Which, I mean, makes sense. LeBron's one of the two greatest players of all time, you know. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kevin Durant, as great as he is, and people can say what they want about his rings, and he obviously earned them. But he had to join Steph's team to win those rings. They needed him after he joined, but he did have to join Steph's team to win. Yeah, that that's that's just my opinion. Right, right, right. Here's what I'm saying with Kyrie though. You can't knock him for being a toxic player. Like, yeah, sure, he had his moment. What do you mean? In, what do you mean Boston? you can't knock him for that, bro? Okay, so well, Jimmy Butler had the same history of being a toxic player. Look at him now. He took the heat to the finals. So, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, mm-hmm. Kyrie has that history in Boston where he didn't, uh, he wasn't able to lead the team to what they wanted to be at. And he left the uh, Cavaliers after winning a championship. So you, you can't say he was bad in, in the Cavs. But anyways... Right now in Brooklyn, I feel like he can prove himself to be a leader. After all, he's the vice president of the NBPA. And that's for no, that isn't for any. That didn't no happen by accident. Oh, no. Kyrie, I think Kyrie clearly has leadership skills. I think him and Kevin Durant, like he convinced Kevin Durant. You've seen in the uh, clip of uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant in the All-Star game talking to each other and Kyrie clearly convinced Kevin to come play with them so I think they could both work together in the Brooklyn Nets if they can just stay healthy I think Nets are a contender Mm. music to my ears I'm a Nets fan (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, I feel like in my opinion uh, that whole whole relationship I don't think that's the Nets biggest problem like I'm looking at their roster right now actually and they have some offensive weapons. Obviously, Kyrie and Durant are two of the better offensive players in the league. Um, but I think their problem is going to be their defense. I mean, and I, I could be wrong, but it, they don't really look like they have great defensive players on their team. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, like if you if you gave one of the Nets players to you know what I mean, like get a stop in the game. I don't know who that'd be. Like who their best option to stop somebody would be at the end of the game. Are you kidding me? It's just Allen, bro. Mm, and Deion Jordan for some reason starts over him. I, I I don't understand. Yeah, they're definitely gonna have to make some changes, uh, especially now that they brought in Steve Nash and Omari Stoudemire as their assistant coach. They're looking like a really offensive-minded team, so they're yeah. definitely gonna have to work on their defense. Uh, I agree with you. All right, I'm gonna have to stop you guys right here because. First of all, this is the Eastern Conference, so we all know that they're, the Lakers are going to have to go through some tougher teams on the Western Conference to even make the finals. And on top of that, I'm not so sure the Nets are going to be that great. You know, you got teams like the Celtics, who are probably the best team in the NBA. No, I'm just okay. kidding. But... <laughs> okay, but on, on a serious note, the Lakers are going to have to go through multiple good teams to make it to the finals. So it honestly might just be a feat to get to the finals in the next year itself, you know? Okay. Like, um... Like Kyle was talking about, he was saying that, all right, so they got to go against the Mavericks, who are going to be great next year. You know, they're probably going to make some nice offseason acquisitions. We don't know yet. Right. Um, you're going to have to go through the Warriors, who are looking to be probably healthy by the next time the season starts. And then all the other teams, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, don't don't discount the Spurs, man. We got Dejounte Murray, bro. What Brandon are they gonna Ford. do? They're gonna trade DeRozan and they're gonna tank. That's what's gonna happen with the Spurs. <laughs> bro, they, people have been saying that for the last twenty years, <laughs> and they never. Tanked. Yeah, they haven't because they should. They they haven't. But they I mean, they have an amazing uh, amazing coach with uh, Greg Popovich, but I don't think Spurs are in the contender. I mean, Memphis has been great too with the John Morant, like the performance that he put up. Then you can't count New Orleans out either with uh, Zion. I oh, mean, the hype New is gonna gonna be good. New Orleans gonna be good. Yeah. New Orleans is going to be really good, uh, especially with uh, Brandon Ingram. He really oh, yeah. went off. I don't think they mm-hmm. should trade Drew Holiday. There's a lot of conversation about teams wanting Drew. If I was uh, the New Orleans, I would not trade him. He's just such an amazing player. He keeps the team together. I, I think he's integral to the team's success. 100%. And then who else is there? Denver. I... Denver's continuously growing. Go ahead. I I agree with your point about the Pelicans and how I I do think they'll be better next year. But I definitely think that if they don't want to commit to playing Zion at the five, which at this early I wouldn't, I'd rather have him play the four. They have to get uh, a center who's a better shooter. Like last year, they relied a lot on Derek Favors. Uh, they had Nico Nico. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Nicolo Melli. He could shoot a little bit, but if I'm if I'm that team, I'm trying to get a guy who can space out and give Zion a little bit more room to attack the rim because he hasn't really shown the three-point shot yet really creating off the dribble his best his best attribute right now and his best tools are his insane athleticism and his size because like that combination he, he's just difficult to deal with for any team you know so that's just my opinion right. yeah makes sense the one thing I'll say is Derek Favors is not doing that of any favors by not spacing out the floor so Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually think he's a free agent. Um, yeah, I think he's a free free agent this year. Coming into the offseason. So, so. For Pelicans, what kind of coach do you think they need? They, I think they um, hired Sam Van Gundy. Oh, oh sexiest man, man alive. Sexiest man alive. Oh, dude. Freaking monster. Does he have a history of uh, being a good development coach or... What do you think he's going to do? He got the Orlando Magic to the NBA Finals. Uh, He surrounded Dwight Howard with four shooters. Um, And it's kind of remarkable considering how many bad draft mistakes the Magic made around that time. Um, He wasn't great in Detroit, but that's because he had to be the general manager at the same time. And being a GM and a coach at the same time rarely works for any team. Uh, Rick Pitino tried doing it with the Celtics in the early 2000s. That was really bad. Doc Rivers did it and wasted Chris Paul's prime, which I'll never forgive him for. Uh, Stan Van Gundy ruined the Pistons by trading for Blake Griffin, which I'm happy he did, even though I like Blake Griffin. And um, I feel and, like no one could have seen what happened to like Blake Griffin coming, dude. Like you expect him to have one injury and like you know be done with it, but then it happened year after Clippers, year. Clippers curse, man. It's just how it is. You gotta expect it if they play for the Clippers every uh. year. Oh, speaking of Clippers, uh, uh, I'm just going to segue to that. Well, uh, I know one of you guys is a bit more passionate about the Clippers, and uh, what do you think about Tyron taking the reins over? Okay, so before before I, I talk about Tyron, I'm just going to throw some numbers at you guys, if you don't mind, all right? So this is one of the Clippers lineups against the, the Denver – or this is Clippers' three-man lineups in the playoffs with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So this first lineup – their best lineup. The third player it included, their offensive rating was 115.8. Their defensive rating was 104.6. That comes out to a net rating of 11.1. 
their worst lineup, which uh, included a third player, uh, played 80 minutes. They had an offensive rating of 91.5, which is terrible. And they had a defensive rating of 121.6, which is atrocious. That's worse than the worst defense of all time, which was the Cleveland Cavaliers, I believe, a year or two ago. And that comes out to a negative net rating of of negative 30.1. Anybody want to take any guesses as to who the third player in each of those two lineups were? Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. <laughs> okay, yep. Montrez Harrell was one. And then do you know who the player in the third the third player in the best lineup was? Andrew Anyone want to take a guess? Zubat? Correct. It was Ivica Zubat. And as a fan all year, I texted with my friends and I, I said all the time that once the playoffs, like, Ivica Zubac needs to play more. Like, I was saying it throughout the year that their over-reliance on Harrell and Lou Williams is going to come back to bite them. And it did in the playoffs. When Montrez Harrell, people were talking about him making $20 million a year at the start of the year. I'd, I'd be surprised if he got over, so, over like, $12 million a year on this contract because he was thoroughly exposed in the playoffs. And in, you, you can say what you want. Sure, Kawhi, nobody played well for the Clippers in Game 7. At all, everyone, everyone was bad besides Jamichael Green. Yeah. But it should not have gone to a game seven because Doc Rivers were was so out badly out, so badly out coached, and his. Do you think Ty was any better of a coach than Doc Rivers? Oh, though yes, yes, hundred percent. Because mm-hmm. Doc Rivers' problem in the playoffs was that he would never make in-game adjustments. He would continue to think for some reason that. For, and in my opinion, I still think the Clippers should have made the Western Conference Finals. Ty Ty by LeBron. Ty Lue got coached that, by LeBron. That actually <laughs> is not true because That's from funny. what I've read, from what I've read and what I've listened to in other podcasts, Ty Lue actually he did make he made in-game adjustments in 2016 when they came back from 3-1. He decided to play Richard Jefferson over Kevin Love, which I mean, Richard Jefferson at that point in his career was a role player, and Kevin Love was still a semi-all-star level player. So that's and one thing I really hope Ty Lue does, outside of obviously in-game adjustments and optimizing the players on offense, is I really hope he can bring some level of accountability to this team. Because in Game 7, the Clippers went six or seven minutes without hitting a field goal, and they continuously shot jump shots. And I will never forget this, because I, I was watching it, and I was watching the team season slip away, and I was so angry. But Doc Rivers called a timeout, and he started clapping. And I, I was what I was just thinking. What are you, what are you doing? Are, are you not gonna lay into these guys for not for just continuing continuing to settle for jump shots? And I really hope he can bring some accountability out of Paul George because I'm sick of that guy. I'm so I sick think, of Paul George. I, I think a problem with Paul George and Doc Rivers is their love triangle that they had. I guess he like dated his daughter. All or right, something. man. So, okay. So All right. I, I think that made uh, coaching him uh, very complicated. And I, I don't. I don't knock out on uh, Doc Rivers. I think. <laughs> I think Doc Rivers is All right, we got 10 coach. seconds to finish this train of thought because I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah. So I think uh, it, it would be good to have... I was say, Doc Rivers in Philadelphia, I think he's going to be amazing with that team. Uh-huh. See, I, I want to I disagree there because if you couldn't figure out how to optimize the Clippers offense, and they have a lot, they're, in terms of fit, like their players are just so much better as a team compared to... Philadelphia, where they they're literally playing like they're 2001. They have Al Horford and Joel Embiid playing together. Like I can guarantee you, he's still gonna run out that lineup and say it's a make or miss league. Sometimes you make your shots, sometimes you miss them. It's it. And one problem with Doc is, like players coach gets thrown 
thrown around a lot, but he would never ever bench Montrezl Harrell. When Montrezl Harrell would continue to blow rotations and not defend the rim, he would insist on playing him. Even after the Clippers blew a 3-1 lead, when Doc was having his his um, conversations with Steve Ballmer, he still insisted Harrell was a better fit for the team than oh. Evita Zubac. Which, and you can you can rely on the eye test or on numbers either way, whichever one you'd like. But both of both the eye test and the numbers heavily favored Zubac. And Rivers continued. To, I could be wrong. Doc Rivers could go and figure out Philly, which I doubt is going to happen. But at at this point. There's much more reason to doubt than there is to be optimistic in terms of Doc Rivers. Okay, speaking of doubt and not being optimistic, I don't think we any of us need to have much input on this. The Knicks uh, got Tom Thibodeau and uh, R.J. Barrett as well as Frank Nantilakina will be playing 49 minutes a game. All right, next exactly. one. Exactly. Right, exactly. Moving on. Um, okay, so one that I find interesting is the Brooklyn Nets. Let's, let's do that one real quick. So Atkinson, as uh, my man pointed out earlier today, uh, you know, <laughs> he, he out and Nash is in. So I know one of us has a bit of a charged opinion on this. Yeah, oh, I'm, I got I got a really big take on this one. All right. So I think everything is going to fall apart. And hear me out. Oh, okay, wow. first, let me just quick. <laughs> let me just quickly, quickly talk about um, Tyler just for a quick second. So I'm going to have to agree with Tyler and say that um, just looking at it at face value, um, Ty Lue would probably be good for the Clippers. He was an assistant coach last year, so hopefully he's able to manage those egos. He did it with LeBron. I know people look at it and say, oh, he wasn't good with LeBron, but, I mean, he won them a championship, whatever. Okay, so talking about Steve Nash. All right. All right. So Steve Nash is the head coach. They just got Amari, Amari Stoudemire, right? So both of those guys played for the Phoenix Suns, and did they win a championship there? Anyone answer for me? No. All right. So they don't have that winning, that winning um, culture with them, right? So when you combine that with players like that are super dramatic, like Kyrie and KD, you're gonna get a mess. You know what I'm saying? Because if you take a champion, somebody that's won a championship, like KD, even though maybe it's not well deserved, whatever, and then one with Kyrie, these guys, you see what Kyrie did in Boston, you know? This is going to cause a huge dramatic wave, and I just I just have a feeling that it's all going to blow up. And I'm sorry, Shaman. I know you're a Nets fan, but in my opinion, I just don't see how it's going to work. But one thing I did find interesting was how um, Steve Nash did say, there was reports of him saying that he wants to move KD out of center position, which honestly might be a great move. Because yeah. I remember he played center, or at least he played the five, four or five on the Warriors, and he was one of the best rim protectors in the league, just playing that. He played, he played center in college, did you know that? I did not Kevin know Durant. that. Actually... He played, yeah, he did. Hey, you too, right? That's awesome. It may fall apart. All yeah. I know is that, like, you know, the Nets will not fall apart before they beat Boston. All right, moving on. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. No, 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 no. Next topic. Next topic. Next topic. <laughs> All right. Uh... Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to finish my point real quick. Um, So I feel like they need to make some moves because if they're going to play KD at center, what are they going to do with DeAndre Jordan? What are they going to do with Jared Allen? So that's just one thing I wanted to say quickly. And I feel like they have to figure out a lot of things before things go right. All right, so you guys can move on. My bad. All right, Bulls. Um, I don't know why Jim Boylan. I, I, I'm not even gonna the name that shall not be said. Uh, what about Billy Donovan? What you guys think? See, or if somebody else want to go, I have no idea. Um, all right, so for, for, for a team, for a team that's still 
I guess, uh, growing their players like Zach Levine and Laurie Markkinen. I think Billy Donovan is actually a really good coach for them just because uh, he has history of developing players. He's he's made countless role players very good uh, supporting uh, supporting players and also even all-stars. So I, I think Billy Donovan is actually a great ad for the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Kyle. I agree. I agree with you. Um, a sleeper uh, player that they have is Kobe White, and if he can develop him into like, like he's played great, but if he can develop him into an all-star point guard, imagine like that team has a future, and they just need the right de- developmental coach to lead them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in in my opinion, great. in my opinion, I don't think he's their biggest sleeper player. I think their biggest sleeper player is Wendell Carter Jr. I personally oh, yeah, really like yeah. Wendell, yeah. Um, yeah. and. Honestly, at this point, anyone is better than Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan was terrible at his job. <laughs> like very, very bad. He, the entire team hated him for the most part. They almost they tried mutiny, mutinying. I don't yeah, know if that's a word. Multiple them. times. And and I and there were like I watched some Bulls games. I didn't watch a lot, and I'll be completely honest because they're a bad team. But they are like there were times Wendell Carter Jr. wouldn't even look at the rim when he would roll, and I I. 100% think that's going to change under Billy Donovan. I think he's going to empower him, and I think he's going to have a very good bounce-back season as compared to last year. Yeah, that's one of the teams I'm excited for. Last year, he was injured, Wendell Carter Jr. He was, like, injured for a very long period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he had, like, the hand injury or whatever. And uh, and I agree. I really think Billy Donovan's going to be able to, like, turn the, not the whole franchise around, but I really feel like they're going to make, uh, like, big developments this year. Just because, like, you know, Laurie Marketing, like, I, I don't know what happened with him last year because, like, he was supposed to be, like, this was supposed to be, like, his, like, amazing year or whatever. Because last year, the year before he last year. He was supposed year, to be, like, a unicorn. Like, he, he was supposed yeah. to turn into, like, like, like yeah. He was supposed to be, like, another Kristaps Porzingis, man. And, you know, he has the shooting ability. He has the athletic ability as well. But the thing was that I guess he wasn't being utilized properly because he was, mm-hmm. like, chucking up bricks, like, every other shot, man. It was disgusting. Um, as a person who drafted him for fantasy, it was it was a sad, it was a sad day. <laughs> I was so mad. Um, but yeah, I really feel like he should like they with the team that they have right now. You got Kobe, fast player, right? You got Zach Levine, super athletic, super like he's developed amazingly. Right. And then you got Laurie Markkinen at the four, and then Wendell Carter Jr. at the. Four. I think that's a nice team. Yeah. Um, I agree. And Otto Porter Jr. MVP. No, I'm just kidding. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I think I think goals can be good. I think goals can be a lot better than last season. Okay, let's do a little bit of speed running through this now. Uh, we're kind of coming up on time. So, in just a few sentences, Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, and you guys got to take on this because I'm I'm I have nothing. Bad, bad. That's about it. Right. Andre Drummond is developing nicely. I I think. Andre <laughs> well, Drummond is only twenty-seven. I think. Uh, I think they have a chance to hit a free throw. Properly. I mean, he's, he's great at dribbling. Yeah, I, I think he's going to get traded. I, I think the team needs to rebuild. God, if the Clippers trade for him, I'd be so sad. I would actually cry. Bro, like, I'm not even going to lie. Nah, he, he can come to the Celtics. I'm down with it. How much more can they rebuild? Long... They've been rebuilding since LeBron left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, LeBron only left two years ago. Come on. Uh, I, I think it takes four to five years to actually uh, rebuild into a proper team. I think, I think See, proper and, what Tristan Thompson said, bro. He said, we're still the team to beat in the East. After the- <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. See, I, I, I want to agree with like the LeBron only left two years ago part, but in the first year after he left, they drafted Colin Sexton, which at the time, sure, solid pick. Passed on Bam Adebayo, Shea, 
And then the next year, you go and draft another undersized guard to play in your backcourt. Like, these days, you need to have at least one good defender in your backcourt. Um, and they have two undersized guards, which, I mean, they're going to have to end up po- probably choosing between one of those two guys. And mm-hmm. to this point, like, Sexton has shown that he can score. He's not a great passer. He can shoot it a little bit. And Darius Garland, I mean, I'll be completely honest, I didn't watch the Cavs a lot this year because they were the worst team. Mm-hmm. The, the most, not even the fact that they were bad. Like, the Hawks were bad. But Trey Young was fun to watch. There's nothing fun about the Cavs whatsoever. Like, but they're, they're going to have to choose between one of those two guys because they're both not great defensively and they're both undersized. Regardless of how high your motor is or whatever, you can size and 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 length and ability still matters at the end of the day. So in my opinion, they're going to have to choose sooner or later. Okay. Right, moving on to the Indiana Pacers. Uh, they, oh, Nate McMillan is out. And yeah. Nate Bjorkren. Is in. Uh, I have never heard of this guy, but I hope he can do well for them. Any guys yeah. put you guys? I I um, think really bad idea to, to to fire Nate McMillan, man. Like you got to cut him some slack, bro. Like the right. out, right? Your best player on the team was T.J. Warren, bro. Like T.J. Warren has developed, right? But you're forgetting that Victor Oladipo was coming off a freaking ruptured quad. Uh-huh. Like all these things, I feel like they should have cut Nate McMillan some slack, and they shouldn't have uh, kicked him out so quick. Uh, that I actually do agree with. Uh, Honestly, I'm gonna I'm have to agree with you too. Yeah, I also agree. But uh, I mean, their new coach isn't all that bad himself. Uh, he was the, I believe, assistant coach for the Raptors 2018 to 2020, and he did win a championship. So I think he definitely has a lot of insight on uh, how to be a good team or a great team. So I, I think he we shouldn't knock him uh, so early. I, th- I think he could do. I think he has potential to be good uh, just because a lot of uh, the things that come out of the Raptors organization end up uh, doing well. So uh, I think best of luck to him, and let's see what the Pacers can do. Okay. Yo, uh, do you want to trade Nick Nurse for Montrezaro? Would you Would you be down? <laughs> I think I think Raptors are going to sign Montrezaro uh, sooner or later. Oh, no, man, I'm, my condolences to you like, hey, he's ahead 26. of time. He's still young. I think he can develop into a, a great talent. I think he just had a, a rough last year, and – I mean, the year before that, he was amazing. So um, I, I think uh, he's not a bad player. I think he just needs someone. Wait till to he's closing games for your team in the playoffs. Just wait. You'll see. Oh, You'll feel my pain. I think. I think. I think. As as a Clippers fan, you should you shouldn't knock on your player so hard. I I think he's still young. He's still developing, and Tyloo should be able to uh, get him on the right path. So yeah, I hope he's not on the team next year for that chance. That's just me, though. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh, and enough of this. So uh, I think we're just about coming at the end of this. So uh, my man Isa, can you uh, take us out? Hey, okay. Uh, honestly, man, I feel like we hit on some uh, a couple or a few amazing topics. <laughs> and uh, yeah. with that being said, um, we have a couple of things, some promotions that we would like to explain to y'all. I know my man Ari set them up. Uh, Ari, you want to talk about the, the socials and whatnot? Yeah, you know, if you guys enjoyed our show, we appreciate you guys for listening. Um, you guys already know we got to hit you with the socials. So if you guys want to follow um, our Instagram, we're going to post some things here and there. It's going to be the East Coast Browncast. Um, that's at the East Coast Browncast. And then we also have a YouTube where we're going to upload our podcast. You may be watching on the podcast right now, or you may be watching on YouTube. So it's going to be the East Coast Browncast. Same thing. So if you want to check out our socials, go for it. Thank you, guys. All right, y'all. Uh, so my name is Issa. I got my man Shaman. I have brother Narf. I got A Ray and I got Kyle. And we are going to be signing off. We thank you guys for coming and joining in on our.
talk and we're going to try to make this thing bi-weekly, maybe monthly. And hopefully by the time the NBA season starts back up, we'll be, we'll be cranking out a lot of content. Thank you guys so much for listening in and we'll catch you guys later. Raptors 21, 2021. Not, not Celtics, bro. Giannis, 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 Celtics dynasty. Get out of here. Celtics dynasty. Celtics dynasty. 2020. No, 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 no. All right, we're done for that. That's it. <laughs>